Shut up and sit down. You know what time it is, everybody. It's showtime. It's episode 272 of Third Shift. And I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. And with me, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself. The can opener. The one who can make it happen. Mr. Matt. (laughs) How do you like that? You're the can opener, Matt. Now, you can call me the can opener. You can call me the inglorious (laughs) bastard. But this week, of all weeks, you can call me... Hostradamus, because I'm Hostradamus. the host with the most, and I'm the n- most <laughs> Nostradamusistest man there could ever be. Because listen, play it back, listen to it. Last week's episode, I call it, I call it, I get the day right and everything. I might even just splice it into the show right here. <laughs> Next week, it's going to be on Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be just enough time for us to get it done. The Game Awards nominations will come. Oh my God. We'll have to go through all of those no, and get our predictions. Oh no. Kaboom! There it is, everybody. You heard it from my own lips to your own ears. You heard it already before because you listened to last week's episode. I called it. The Game Awards nominees will come out on Tuesday. And they did. And we're here and we're going to talk about it. And I'm so hyped for the show. But I got to tell you, we did some other stuff. You and I did some stuff, and I'm going to talk about it first because you don't have it in your area of the show notes like you usually do. Because that's the thing. I do. It's right there for me. But you know what? Who knows? Who knows why you don't see it? I see it, but you don't see it. Who knows how these things work? But you know the rigmarole. Everybody knows the rigmarole. I'm the the one who starts the show, so you're the one who goes ahead and starts us off with how the week was. What the hell did you do? I want to know, Matt. What'd you do? But see, I always forget the stuff that we did, and then you say it, and then I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we did play that. But what we did this past weekend on the Friday, which is technically the weekend, Uh we played and beat Outriders. Oh, yeah. We finally beat it. It's put to bed. It's put to rest. I didn't even know if the thing they talked about that we talked about was going to happen because I was so overjoyed with the Game Awards. Did they announce anything on the Outriders Super Dash? They did. You totally missed it all, didn't you? Yes. You just missed it all. I did. Oh, my God goodness man end game's been completely overhauled expanded the loot system's been changed up they're dropping items more often more frequently they did this did that they've got more end game events taking place they've got all sorts of cool stuff happening so if you want to play beyond just beating the game which man i will give you this on a technicality we beat the game but we didn't because it very expressly said to my dismay hey you didn't beat the game Because you actually have to go beat the last boss by grinding and getting leveled up and going to this spot. And I went, man, I feel really conflicted about this. I don't want to lie to the people, man. We're not going to lie to the people. We did beat the the campaign, but Endgame said you did not beat this. Go to final boss over here. And we did not do that. And I won't lie to the people either. I immediately said, hell no. Ain't no way I'm doing that. Absolutely not. Not after the worst ending in gaming history. The worst ending in history. You can't <laughs> deny it, Eric. We thought it was, the people were dead and gone. We it shook wasn't. our hands in the air. We danced and we praised. And we went, remember what happened last time? That stupid character died. We went, yes, it was great. And then he came back. He opened the he door and went, back. hey, guys, what's going on? 
on over here? And I went, no. And then all the other idiots lived too. And I went double no. And I I don't care about officially beating the last boss. No way, no how. They should have put more drops in earlier. It should have been legendaries raining on my face all the time, just now, like it was in Borderlands 3. Ah. Let me just tell you this. They've got the loose system upgraded. I don't know if it's good or bad. Trust, I haven't played since, so I don't know. But I will say this. They've also got a DLC coming down the pipeline. So apparently the game's done well enough and people are happy enough. Because remember, they said this is a full game. We have no intentions of adding onto it unless people demand it. Well, enough people did because they do have a brand new storyline coming with a whole new expansion, all sorts of new stuff, new baddie coming in. And it was pretty cool. Like a chick who was like that one crazy person that did the whole thing and turned into the thing, Matt. You know, Mm -hmm. we won't spoil nothing, but... They come out, they're like, how many of my people have you killed? And it's like all wild and crazy. And it's like, whoa. And so you start to really explore how to fix the problem. We were like, we didn't fix any problems. We didn't fix any problems in our ending. Well, apparently this DLC might actually start to go into that and things might happen. I don't know. That sounds neat and all, but I still have beef. So if enough people didn't demand a DLC, we would have gotten no conclusion no answer no closure nothing no nothing no i'm just, just i'm so fired up about it i don't just i just can't i can't take the it pods the pods came down maybe things went better i don't know that's all that's all we could say we literally had to google <laughs> what's in the pods because we were so drunk and we forgot we were debating we were debating that's true yes yeah. we had some beers and we were debating what could be in those pods i had some theories man had some theories we had to figure it out I don't remember the game telling us, but the pods apparently they, you know, they work as homes and they also have just supplies, you know, that you need to survive. That's what it is. Now, if it was what you had thought and they were like terraforming pods, then like, hey, okay, sure. Well, we talked about that. We drunkenly said uh-huh. it. That'd be a great thing. But it's oh, it's just got like stuff for us to fight over some more. Yeah. Great. Great. It went great. so well the first time. Yeah. It'll continue to go well this next time. And that's exactly what we said. Oh, yeah. It went wonderful the first time around. We all decided to go into factions and murder each other and everything went to hell. What's going to happen this time? Oh, the same thing, because the pods drop randomly across all the different districts and zones, etc. This will be great. It's going to go wonderful. But speaking of going wonderful, we went over to the Borderlands 3 after that. We were torn. We're like, ah, should we play this? Should we play that? What should we do? I don't know. We got in the Borderlands 3. And we started clearing out some vault card stuff. And and for the first time, listeners, we honestly actually helped you out with a community challenge. We cranked it up to Mayhem 10. You were killing stuff. I was living forever. Mr. Beef was chewing down bad guys like a crazy fool. It was outstanding. You know, I'm man enough to admit it. I was like, Mayhem 10, I ain't never going to play on that. I don't want it to be hard. It wasn't even hard. It was just enemies were, were stronger and they lived longer. And they were kind of annoying. The anointeds were... Pretty annoying, but you and Iron Bear, me alive forever, Mr. Beef running around, resting me all the time. Beautiful. What a wonderful time. We probably killed at least 10 million enemies in Mayhem 10 just that night alone. Yeah, easy. And you got upgrades upon upgrades. Mm-hmm. There were several times where you're like, whoa, dang, this is crazy. It's an upgrade for sure. Pa pow, pa pow, pa pow. And I went, this is where it is. This is where we should have been. We didn't want to do it because, like you said, we were always like, eh, I ain't about to struggle, bus. We're not going to do all this craziness. And then we got in there and we smoked them. Like you said, it was a little bit longer, but we did it. Yeah. We smoked them. We had a good time on the end stuff. And I went, okay, this is where me and Matt will play from now on. We we can handle this. It's not a big deal. And this is the one bit of Gearbox news bit as we'll sneak in here. Now they have a third vault card. 
for stinking. I know. So dailies on that one are done. Dailies on this one are done. Dailies on that one are done. Perfect. Beautiful. What a thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is where, you know, a part of your Nostradamus comes in because we predicted this as well, Matt. If you remember several episodes ago, we talked about these vault cards and how we were annoyed that we can't do it all at once and how they should handle them. And we said, where's the vault card promoting the next DLC, mm -hmm. promoting freaking Titina's badassery and the whole thing? Here it is. There it is. It, ha it appeared. Hey, a Pokemon appeared. <laughs> Go get it. So we also predicted this. Once again, proving that Gearbox just goes, hey, what's their shift talking about? Mm -hmm. What do they want? You know, we're like that old uncle that nobody likes, nobody cares about. We just sit in the corner, like, murmuring and yapping. And nobody knows us. But everybody listens occasionally to what we're talking about. And then they go recreate it like it's their own idea. Like the old <laughs> uncle in the corner didn't do it, but he did. That's us. That's their shift. We're the old uncle in the corner that nobody loves, nobody cares about. But you know what? They listen, and they steal our ideas and take them and use them. Now, see, I thought you were just going to say, you're the old uncle in the corner, but if you do listen to him and he murmurs something, then the next week you watch it on the news and go, oh, hey, that, that did happen. Hey, you remember Uncle Tucky talking about that at, at Thanksgiving? And then the wife goes, no, sh why were you talking to him? He goes, okay, well, I mean. He's crazy. I mean, He's never mind. He actually said, never mind. It's fine. I won't talk <laughs> to him anymore. It's fine. That's where I thought you were going. That's That's us, too. That's us, too. <laughs> It's both us. It's all us. It's, it encompasses his third shift, I think. But then other things have been playing. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I definitely play it every single day now, and I do all the new fun things. I said it last week. Can't wait to come home and just go on my little boat trip, have Captain sing me my songs, and I go to the island, and there's nothing even new on the island. Maybe I, I get a gyroid fragment, but you know I don't get the new vegetables. But it's still worth it because I get the song on the way there. I get a song on the way back. And it's fun. It's just a cheerful, fun, good time. And God, God damn it, Eric, you want to talk about a good time. I said last week that I was in the pocket and I was at home in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. But I was lying to you at that point because I got back in, you know, on Saturday or whenever I was playing it some more. And I went, oh, man, got to go to that mission. Oh, where's, okay, let me pull up the map and put a waypoint. And okay, drive over here. Huh, okay. I mean, I kind of remember this mission. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I remember this area. Where's the gym at? Huh, huh. And then I played it all day on Sunday. Literally all day. From get up to go to sleep. And there was a, there was a moment. And it was like, you know when you move into a new house and you like wake up in the middle of the night and it's like 2 a.m. and you're like, oh man, I got to use the restroom. I got to get a drink of water. And you're like bumping into stuff because you don't know where you, you are, where you are anymore. And you uh -huh. have to turn on the lights and go, ah, a, oh, yeah, okay, this, okay, I'm over here. That's right, I moved. But after like a few weeks, you get up and now you know your house. You know what it is. Uh -huh. I had that moment. I was doing paramedic missions and I failed one. I went, okay, something a little less stress. Did the taxi driver missions. Got in there and a client got in my car and it said, I want to go to the burger shot. And before... It even popped up where I was. I started turning towards that end of town. And there's two burger shots on that end of town. One's on the west and one's on the east. And I didn't even look at the mini-map, but it's down there in the corner. You know, it's pointing north. And the icon was on the east side. And I started driving there. And I didn't look at that map even once. I didn't follow the line even once. I knew exactly where I was going, 
even though in the story, in the missions, you go to the other burger shot. You never go to this other one. I went straight there, took all the shortcuts, all through the hills and all through the valleys and all through the things with that soft focus on. I, my, my taxi was going like 90 miles an hour down the straightaways and cutting and dodging in between cars and this and that. And I wasn't even like looking at it. I was just like, and I was singing along the song on the radio. And then one of my favorite commercials came on and I said it word for word. Later that day, I went to San Fierro, got into the cutscenes, the pre-mission cutscenes with CJ and Woozy. And I could say every single line with every single exact timing, exactly what they were saying, beat for beat, word for word. I knew it. I was home. I'm home in that game, Eric. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. I didn't even want, I didn't, wasn't even sure I wanted these. Like when they announced them, hey, definitive editions. I'm like, I mean, that'll be kind of nice, I guess. You can get it for the new console and it'll look a little nicer. I wasn't even expect. I was expecting to play around for like a day and have some fun and go. Oh yeah, I remember this. Hee hee. No, this game is stuck into my veins. It's grabbing for my soul. I am in it. I am in it so hard. When I first, I, I have played San Andreas so much on PS2. I never wanted to do collectibles. I never wanted to get all the things. I never wanted to do all the missions for all the little side stuff. I do now. I want to get it all. I can't wait to have Los Santos not unlocked again, but have it be kind of more free roam again when you go back there so I can just pull up. Here's all 100 graffiti tag locations and load up my little spray can, picking up 100 million spray cans, and then going around. I can't wait to have all the spray cans and 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 I went through it, and I just went, yep, I'm just doing this from start to finish. Bam, 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 bam. 100% did it. Oh, my God. What a wonderful thing. Like I said, I'm just home. When I play it, and I can see that cutscene, and word for word, literally, I do the whole conversation. I don't really remember it. It's just in my body. It's in my bones. I know it. I feel it, and I love it. What a wonderful week it's been. My good friend Eric, how was your week this week? Good graciousness. You know, Vice City is similar to your San Andreas for me, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to go back. I'm just, I'm going to let it lie. I'm going to do the right thing, Matt, and just let it go. Never going to go back. Never going to touch it again. There's there's no right or wrong here because I am No, there with... is right or wrong. No. Because no. 13 Sentinels no. Aegis Rim has been waiting for you. It's been telling you to play it and you won't and you keep playing all these other damn games. And it makes me sad. Now, okay, you have a valid point that that game still needs to be played. But what did we talk about last week, Eric? As long as gaming is fun and you're enjoying it to the depths of your soul, just do it. That's what you need to be doing. You need to be having the most fun because we don't have the most fun anywhere else, Eric. We don't have the most fun. I have the most fun right now. So be happy for me. And, I fu- and find your you. own most fun, and I'll be happy for you, too. <laughs> Dang, skippy straight. So, of course, speaking of fun, speaking of good times, man, oh, man, Halo Infinite dropped. Halo Infinite, now, nah, more specifically, Halo Infinite multiplayer dropped, not the campaign. 
surprise, everybody. They had, did a whole shindig, dropped it early in a beta form, but whatever, that doesn't matter. I got in there, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't played Halo in years. I was a huge Halo fan. I've played all the Halos up to Reach, okay? And that's when I dropped off. And I went, all right, you know, I'm not going to... I wasn't a big Xbox guy after that. You know, money started dictating. I had to choose my battles and all that good stuff. But I still had a soft spot in my heart for Halo. Here we are today. I've got it, uh, you know, PC, laptop, etc., I've got the Xbox Game Pass. It popped. I'm like, I gotta get this downloaded. I downloaded it. I popped it in, and I went in some bot matches. And I went, Wow, man, I'm kicking ass. I'm taking names. This is fun, man. It's a lot crisper, a lot cleaner, a lot faster than I remember. But it's still Halo. It felt right. It felt good. And then, of course, I started checking out some of the other modes. So they got the big team battles. Your classic four on floor, four on four going on floor on floor, four on the your floor, four on four going on. You're on the floor. Yeah, well, I was in the. <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting to. I was on the floor most of the time. Once I got out of the bots and started playing with the real people, oh boy, uh-huh. I suck. I suck <laughs> so bad. I was getting smoked left and right. The only hope I had was I would go try to find those little corners, pick up a an RPG type weapon, and then just overkill on people. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I did. <laughs> I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm, I know these are supposed to be used for the uh, the vehicles and such, but I'm gonna use it on just you. Pew, pew. Squashy warrior got a kill. Yeah. I did. I feel good. I don't care. I don't care. I'll get my kills. Don't judge me on what I use to kill. I, I just am bad. I am bad. And this is like, it's it hit me. I was like, damn. I used to be average at this game. You know, I was, I'd go in. I, I'd usually have more kills than deaths. You know, nothing special. I wasn't no, you know, heroic player. Nothing that was ever going to make anything game time. But I was always good. And I went, no, I'm trash. Here we go. Wow. All right. I got to figure this out. And that's the craziest part is because it's so fun and so just just brings back all the things, man. Just makes me feel good. Makes me feel good playing. Usually if I just suck like that and it was like, okay, I'm I'm going to bounce out. Yeah, I remember this. It was great, but I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, go on with your bad self, Halo. But this, no, I went, all right, Eric. We got to get back in there. We got to we got to start playing again. We got to we're going to start killing people. We got to get this down. We got to figure out the mechanics. We got to figure out those levels. We got to know where we need to go. We got to plan out what we need to do. That's what we got to do. And I went, "Yep. Halo's back." And then I went, "Man, who am I going to play with?" "Oh, man, I don't know. Nobody probably." And then of course they, "Hey, man, we got to play some you got to get that Halo download so we can play. Yeah, I might do it. I'll, maybe I'll forget, but maybe I'll do it. I don't know. And I'm like, hopefully somebody plays with me. <laughs> now, I said that not not to like blow you off, but literally, obviously all weekend it was out. And I, I would read a tweet from somebody, really enjoying Halo multiplayer. And I'd go, oh, tonight I really got to download that. And I'd go off and do something and come back to my Xbox. And, oh, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to boot up San Andreas or... I'd, go anywhere or do anything and then come back home and be like, oh, all right, well, feels like I was supposed to do something. I don't know what it was, though. I'm going to make oh, well, dinner. Time to go to bed. Du-du-du-du. Yeah, or I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Got to get up early for work the next day anyway. I did it, I did it today. I came home and I, I played Animal today. Crossing and mm-hmm. I put up some, watched some videos and stuff. And there was something Terrible. I was supposed to do today. 
It's terrible. So I was playing that, having a great time. I'm totally back in. I can't wait to play. I cannot wait to play the campaign because I also loved Halo's campaigns back in the day. So I'm 100% on board. So glad for Xbox. Can't wait for what 343 Studios is going to give me. I feel like they've really decided they're going to nail this one, get back to the roots of Halo. Looking forward to it. And then, of course, another game drop, Battlefield uh, 2042. I haven't played Battlefield in a while. I, I don't like the old stuff. I hate World War II stuff. I hate I hate any of the old stuff. I love modern and or like slightly futuristic. Anytime you go back, I'm completely out. Battlefield 2042 has decided to go completely into the slightly futuristic world and go nuts. And this is what I'm talking about. I was like, I want to play with my brothers, sisters, brothers-in-laws, etc., with cool new weapons, slightly enhanced gizmos and gadgets that make you feel like you're freaking running on the air, doing all sorts of cool stuff. So I went and played. First night. Man, oh man. Mind you, yes, I am in the uh, paid the extra money to get into the week early. Because it technically launches now, probably as you're listening to this. It was not good. I, every time I spawned, I was dying. Like, there's too many players, you know, and that was a big thing. They were like, oh, we're going to have all these players on the map. It's going to be wild. It's going to be so cool. It wasn't so cool. It was just too many people. Like, every time you spawned in, there's just people shooting at people everywhere. You couldn't move without shooting and shooting and shooting. After a few rounds, some internet issues, I went, all right, I'm going to go. I'm gonna get out of here. I don't want to do this. Uh, we'll, we'll see you another day. Two days later, got back in whole different experience now yes same amount of people but people are starting to figure out how to play the game properly and they spread out the zones so that if you're doing it right there's going to be battles and wars going on in these whole different environments so it's not you just all clumping up and hundreds of players just going to town on each other and that's what i got i was like all right we're gonna go defend delta one delta two that's what we're doing, our team, period. And we just hung out there, and any engagements that came our way, we addressed them, win, lose, whatever the scenario was, but that's what we did. And it became a much more fun experience. I was like, no, this is our home, we're defending it, and or oppressing it, depending on what the scenario dictated, but that's it. We're not worrying about the rest of it. And then other players in your team would go do different zones. And it, it's, it's starting to kind of figure itself out. And I know all the like early impressions like, oh, we don't know about this, da 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 you know. But you're starting to see some 7s and 8s and maybe some 6.5s come out for it. But overall, I think it's going to get better as it goes because I think as the player base gets more intelligent as to what this game wanted you to do, it's going to get just better and better. Because with all these players, it wasn't meant to you us all obviously be fighting on one spot together going insane. It was supposed to be all these tiny little engagements and wars all over the map and talking to your team and or, you know, figure out who's going to be where so you can succeed and, of course, win the day. With all these wonderful, crazy, you know, tornadoes, all the crazy stuff they showed you in those trailers happening. So I had a great time the second day, uh, but due to some bugs and issues, some of our other members were having issues logging in and staying in a team. Hopefully they address all that. I'm not going to criticize them or like downplay them right now because every game that comes out now sucks when it comes out. That's just the way it goes. 
So I'll give him a few weeks, and then I will come back and say whether or not it's garbage, good, bad, or whatever. I just want to wait. Some of the matchmaking has been stupid. Like, we'll be, you'll be in a team, and it'll just be like, oh, Eric, you're just not in your team that you were in anymore. We're going to go put you in with these three players. I'm in a team with these four people. I joined as a four-person team and in chat with these four people. Why are you going to take me out of that team and go put me in some random team? That makes zero sense. So stuff like that. Hopefully they get that fixed. I have a feeling it's because of the cross-play things going on right now. But I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just letting you all know it was fun. It is fun. I hope they uh, get some stuff fixed and figured out. And with that, of course... Persona Strikers, I'm back in it. I told you guys and gals, I beat Tales of Arise. I might go back to that, though, because there's a couple things I want to finish up. I feel in my soul I need to go wrap up a couple things. I just don't feel right letting it die forever without doing it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it. as soon as we said, don't go for that Platinum, Eric, it, you won't get it still, but you'll be like, well, I can get all that other stuff. I can uh, but there's scoop like it up a, into my There's into one my more gold. There's one more gold, Matt, yeah, that yeah. I can get yeah. that's attainable. And I'm like, why not just get it? You're, you're right there. You could get that gold. Just finish up at least the gold, that gold one. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about going back over this weekend and just finishing that gold. And yes, I am not doing the I am not doing the platinum because it's level hundred. I'm level sixty. I've already got seventy eight hours in the game. It's not, it's not gonna happen. Maybe you'll find that item. Where's your, where's your quad XP item, you know what? Where's that Watch, at? when I get the gold by beating the one thing I haven't beaten yet, uh-huh. it's going to give you an item that ups your experience by 50%, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to say, oh, oh, I think I can, do I this can now. get uh-huh. the platinum, and then I'm going to do it. But regardless, whatever. So Persona Strikers, that is what I immediately went back to, and it was just boom, snap pop. Went back into it, got in there. I was at a boss fight when I left off. I went in there. She smoked me. The boss... Completely annihilated me. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, Eric, stop. Go play some regular baddies. Figure out what you were doing. Remember how you're supposed to play this game. Did that. Went back. Smoked the boss. She didn't even... Pff, nothing. Didn't even pose a challenge. Smoked her right out of existence. Got, a, like... I'm talking literally two and a half hours worth of, like, cut scenes and just storyline. Which I told you is the magic, Matt. Yeah. It's the magic. And it was just all your favorite characters doing all this cool stuff, going to all these crazy locations and things. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I love this game. Here we are. We're back in it. I love all of you cats. And, oh, man, oh, yes, I was so excited. I was just happy. I was right back in it, having a great time. Got to a new environment. I was so exhausted, though, I had to go to bed. I got to Okinawa. I mean, who would have thought I was going to end up in Okinawa? Mm-hmm. I'm in Okinawa now. And I'm just like this cool island environment, this little city I've never seen in my life before. But if you don't know, Persona's always based off like real actual towns and cities. So this environment and place I'm looking at, it's real. I always wanted to go to Okinawa. I made one of the worst mistakes of my life when I was in the military and didn't go to Okinawa. And I regret it to this day. But now here I am, Persona in Okinawa. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. 20 years later, I'm where I should have been in the first place. Imagine how much cooler it would be, though, if you had gone. And, and real then now life, you got to and come back. see it again. You're like, oh, oh, this is where old, old Uncle Joe's little meat shack it was. Would have been a, it would have been a dream, Matt. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. Regardless, having a good time with it. So glad to be back into it, which is why I don't want to let Tales of Arise distract me too much. But I just I feel like before I get good closure on that game, I really do need to go finish that last little bit off. 
And then lastly, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm still in it. I'm still having a good time. And you want to talk about Zen, Matt. You want to talk about just playing a game, feeling at home, feeling good, feeling like games are great and you should play video games. That's that game. Anytime I pop on Diablo 2, man, just muscle memory Mm -hmm. kicks in. Yep. I'm just... I don't have to think. I don't have to do anything. I'm just zoning and cruising through. The dopamine hits whenever good items drop, greens are popping, true golds are popping. I don't care. I'm just doing it. I can listen to podcasts, which, speaking of which, I was listening to G4 and just started up again. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Attack of the Show's first new episode. I was watching that, and I'm just grinding Mephisto, doing my thing. And I'm just like, oh, I could just do this forever. I don't, I don't need new games. Mm-hmm. I don't need any other game. I'll just do this and watch shows and listen to cool stuff. It's it. And that's... That's it. That's what I've been doing this week. It's been glorious. It's been a good time, Matt. I'm feeling it. I love video games. It's a good time. And speaking of a glorious, good time, and you got to feel it, and you got to love video games, it's time for the Game Awards. The nominees came out. They always come at the beginning of December, and we hadn't seen the nominees at all. Here they are. Boom. People have hot takes. People are raging on the internet all about them. We're going to go... Bottom to top. I was going to say top to bottom, but that's not how we do nope, it here at that's Third That's not Shift. how we do it. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. We're going to start off. We'll start off with the four categories we don't care about at the very bottom. Best esports event. There's only one choice League of Legends World Championships. I don't care about anything else. League of Legends is the best esport of all time. It's the only one I've ever watched. Go for it. League of Legends, you did it. You're right, Matt. For sure. 2021 League of Legends World Championship. It's going to take it. It's going to win. We don't even got to talk about it. Bada bing, bada boom. You, you got it in a nugget bucket. Except I think probably like Valorant or something dumb will win because nah, something always nah, will, always does. Nah, it'll be League of Legends. You got this. We got this. We're winning this one. <laughs> Next up, best esports coach. Who you got, Eric? Who you got? You know, I went out of this one. I don't know any of these people, man. I really don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I usually don't. But every year I tell you I at least know or heard of one this year. I haven't even heard of one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who any of these people are. So I'm going to say Silent because Silent Hill is like a really cool game. And I love Silent Hill. So area Silent Gazeev. He's taking it. He looks serious. I don't even know what he's a judge of. But I, I give him props and I hope he wins. He's <laughs> not a judge. He's a coach. He's a coach. Of the- coach. Whatever he is. I don't even know what he is, man. He's a human being I don't care nothing for. <laughs> now, see, I don't have the pictures up. I just have the text to go off of. So I'm going to vote for James Crowder Crowder because his last name is Crowder, and he goes by Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, I'm, call me Crowder. Why is that? Because that's my last name. All right. I'm going to go oh, by Matt. 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 Matt Matt's going to win. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking He's about. the best. <laughs> of course, that comes with the best esports team. Whoo, man. This is a toughie. Who always wins this one, Matt? Hmm. <laughs> See here, here is where the Game Informer list comes in handy because when I went on the Game Awards website to vote for these people, it didn't even say what game they played. I'm pretty sure, or maybe it did underneath, and I had to squint, and then I just went, I don't know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But DWGKIA, they play League of Legends, so they get my vote. I don't know any of these teams or anything about them, but they get my vote. I knew you were gonna go with the League of Legends, all right, and you're probably right, but this. This year, I'm going with the Sentinels from Valorant. All right? Because, like you said, Valorant's been trying to step it up. It's the Counter-Strike kind of like magic, you know, alternative thing going on. Mm-hmm. So, and Sentinels, I love the word Sentinels. 
It just sounds powerful. It sounds cool. It sounds like something I should just never even touch, though. It sounds like something you really like and you try to get other people into, and other people just go, I don't know, bro. I'll I'll go play some old game or something. Yeah. Trust me, I know this for real. Yeah, you're very right. (laughs) This is the thing that happens all the time. Oh, man, those Sentinels, 13 of them, huh? No, it's, it's, I don't think you can have thirteen players in Valorant, dude. I think I think it's just like four or five. So oh, is yeah. it? Oh, I was thinking of something else. I must have been thinking of something else. I don't know what you're Strange. talking about. So we're just gonna keep rolling on in. Best esports athlete. Who you got? My pick is a guy who'll never, you know, like crumble under pressure. He'll never fall from a great height. I'm choosing collapse. I don't know who any of these people are. That's it. That's it. go collapse. Don't don't trip on your way up the stairs to get your award. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Best sports athlete don't have a clue who these folks are. You know, I was te- I was I was tempted to go with simp mm-hmm. because what a just a derogatory term that is. Uh-huh. But I went nah. I'm gonna go with the uplifting showmaker. Mm-hmm. There you go. He showmaker Sue. Oh man, that's what I'm talking about. I'm a showmaker at work. I I make shows all the time. Have a great time. Have a good old time. Doing all sorts of wacky stuff. So maybe he's going to take it. I like how you were a showmaker, and then you took that to work where you make shows. Dude, we literally make a show every week. Oh, we're making we one right now. So We're making a show right now. I was going to jump on the showmaker train, but since you made such a horrible idea of it, I was just like, okay, fine, collapse. You're still, the, you're still my pick. Yep, you're still collapse. my winner. You're, you're, uh, you're a little bit uh, more accurate than the reality the of collapse, like my hopes for the whole showmaker <laughs> train we would go on. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> But then, of course, the only other esports category that matters, best esports game, it's League of Legends. I don't care. Don't try to convince me otherwise, because there's always be League of Legends, even though something else is going to win. It's League of Legends. It's the best. Does League of Legends always lose, Matt? I think, well, lately, because there's always some hot young upstart that comes around. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it won the best, the first couple, and then it was like, oh, hey, do, not maybe Dota 2 is too old for it, but like, oh, Overwatch, Overwatch won, and then Valorant yeah. came around, Valorant wins, oh, PUBG, PUBG won one of these times, I remember. I don't know what, I think these are all relatively oldish now. I mean, Valorant's been around for at least, it's been yeah. for over a year, so. Uh-huh. I'm going with Cal- Call of Duty. Warzone's so huge. That's true. It's played by everybody right now has been will be everyone's talking about how the new call of duty vanguard isn't measuring up to what they want it to be so they just keep playing warzone so i'm gonna go call of duty's gonna take best esports game for this year that's what i'm going with call of duty seems like when fortnite was in here for best esports game you know warzone it's one versus a hundred how's that an esport though unless it's like literally a hundred players just sitting there and well as soon as you're dead you lose it seems really weird to me yeah it is kind of strange because the Battle Royale isn't really like eSports, but... But I, I I just never think of like Call of Duty teams either, like League teams and Dota teams. That it, that equates in my brain, but like shooters doesn't equate to eSport really in my brain. And there's a few of these topics I'm sure we're going to come across later that don't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. A few games that just don't match up. But that's what I'm going with. That's what my gut says, Matt. I think it's going to take it. And I want to win this year. I want to get the most points. So I'm going to you know, try to go with that, not just with what I goofily think. I'm winning. Okay, well, I'm steepling my fingers for this next one, best sports slash racing game, because what could win? Oh, oh, no. Okay, well, now there's two things. Ah, jeez. I was going to pick the one that was the most hottest and the most popular in the moment, but since people... 
seemed to be repping this other game for and being mad about his disinclusion for game of the year overall. I'm going to say it's Forza Horizon 5. I was going to go Hot Wheels Unleashed because it's popular, it's casual, any any old buddy could play it. But everybody's been just going nuts on Twitter about Forza Horizon 5 lately. So I'm going to say Forza takes it. I'm with you. Forza Horizon 5 is, is taking this 100%. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, FIFA, which is you know typically what wins all the time, I just don't think has the same momentum this year. I don't. I don't feel like anybody's like yapping about it. I feel like it's probably just doing the same what it always does, and those who like it are fine with it. But Forza is taking all these little journalists and influencers all by storm. Everyone's just talking about it, and these are the yahoos who get to vote. So I just feel like Forza Horizon Five is going to be a easy one. Now, of course. With that being said, we get another weird one, which is best sim slash strategy game. And I don't like this one. I don't like it at all. But I'll tell you, if I got a pick, now my own mind wants to go with Inscription Man. Because Inscription is the only game on this list that I'm ever going to touch. But I'm not going to be stupid. Because, of course, Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to win, hands down, easily, without any kind of fight to it whatsoever it's not even it's not even a a topic man speaking of fights i feel like ash from uh, army of darkness where he has like the evil ash on his head and he's trying to kill himself so he can split off like i want to say inscription on here because i was so hyped for inscription i played the hell out of the demo it's so good and so wonderful and i i even when i was voting on my on my little phone here i saw inscription and i instantly clicked it and it went vote accepted and then I looked to the right and I went, but Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I clicked that instead and it said, vote accepted. So it has to be Microsoft Flight Simulator because it's so insanely detailed and fun. And it doesn't seem like something you would be into because I'm not a flight simulator guy. I've said it a million times on this podcast. But anytime I play that, it sucks me in. And I have to play it for two days in a row. I get on and just do random stupid flights wherever. Or or I look up, hey, what was the latest world update? And I go fly around there and find all the little stuff they put in there. It's ridiculous. It has, it's, it's amazing and it lifts my heart and I soar through the clouds whenever I play it. It's got to be Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'm so sorry, Inscription. I'm so sorry. Here's kind of where I'll, I'll, I'll beat off the path for a second. This irritates me because... Strategy games and sim games are completely different types of games. Agreed. They don't go together whatsoever. The type of people and kind of people who play these two games are vastly different. And strategy games are played by a very different type and smaller group of folks than sim games. So if you put sim games with strategy games, strategy games will never, ever, ever have a chance at winning any type of reward because the people who play sim games, there's just a, a a much wider audience for that than there are strategy games. I feel like what could be a better option for this, for, for both of the slash categories, is, and I mean, it's kind of hard this year because you have Riders Republic and Hot Wheels Unleashed, which are more casual games. Sim should also include racing. like racing games. You know, uh-huh. the big time Gran Turismo's where you have to tune your car and do all the things. That would make sense up against like Microsoft Flight Simulator, 
where you're tuning yeah. an airplane and doing the real and stuff. strategy should get thrown into RPG or something, if anything. I was going to say, if anything, we're just on its own because now you have cards, you have Age of Empires stuff like who, that's mm-hmm. here. Humankind is a whole other big strategy thing. And that, that I just you're saw. right, because there's plenty of strategy games that come out every year. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about them, but, but that's just like I said, it's such a niche you know, category that I just don't think, and that's uh, over 100 influencers slash, you know, publications or whatever getting thrown into this whole voting effort. And the whole thing is, yes, it'll never be fair. I get that. I understand. But the majority of these over 100 units, they play just the Hollywood hots. You know, they play the big time games. And so like a lot of these smaller entities, smaller titles, they're only just generally familiar with, you know, enough to be like, oh, yeah, I put seven hours in, I checked it out. But it's not their jam, you know, and hence it's a whole thing of why you see like the the games of the years, et cetera, always just the giant Hollywood blockbusters. It's because that's what the majority of players play. These niche titles are just what they are, niche. And you'll never see them get up anywhere, really, because not enough people know about them or play them. So it's always weird to me. Well, maybe. I mean, playing devil's advocate because nobody knows how the system works. You know, maybe these you know, like Engadget and Screen Rant and all these other, you know, companies that get to vote on this stuff. Maybe they go, hey, who did the strategy games this year? Pete, you have our vote for this. Tell us what to vote. Hey, who's the who's our fighting game guy? Hey, hey, hey. Ralph, what do you think? That that would be how I would do it if I was an IGN or a or a one of these big companies like this. Cause I looked at the list too, and a lot of them are you know, the big conglomerations of humans that that we see and watch. So hopefully they do that because that's what they should do. Well, from what I, want, from what I understand, it's like uh, each influencer or group of people that they have voting, you have to know and have played or be familiar with like five games of that genre to be able to vote in that genre. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if though, you want to go, it's... yeah, I know that's exactly what you're saying. But that doesn't mean you have to have beat them. It doesn't mean you have to be, like, deeply familiar with them. It's, hey, does Johnny know? Has he played Street Fighter Five? Has he played Soul Calibur Ten? whatever it is? He played this and this. And this. Yeah, he's got five of them. He know, he's played five of them. Okay, he can vote on this particular scenario. But that's what I'm getting at, is that some of these scenarios, like this one, best sim, best strategy, they can't even get enough people that have played in five of these games so there's like okay to make this work we just gotta combine a couple of these and like in this one in particular best sim best strategy sim's gonna win hands down it's just it's a no-brainer so i just wish there were more gamers involved overall that have played a vast amount of a particular set of games so we can get a little more you know just overall games in there because let's face it some of these titles like tales of rise for example has nowhere else. Fantastic music, beautiful graphics. It's going to be nowhere else but RPG because guess what? Only like 20 outlets out of all of them ever even played the game. It's just going to be the way it is. I don't have any sympathy for that because Persona 5 was only an RPG. So I, I know. I don't care about other RPGs. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about lesser RPGs that I could compare to Persona 5 and say that's not as good. I know. That's precisely what I was getting at, man. It's just. It's every year I go, gosh, man, there are some really good titles that don't even get really any love or notice whatsoever because people don't play them. Oh, man. But we'll get there eventually. That's what our Game of the Year awards are for, Eric. 
That's right. That's where me and Matt will fix it all and tell you what's real. But for now, with that aside, we'll keep on trucking to the next one, which is Best Family Game. Whoo boy, this is a toughie. I, I know all about this, as I have a big extensive family, and all my family loves to play video games, and we're all about it. I was going to vote for It Takes Two, but it's good for a family of equally able gamers. Like, if you wanted to play a game with your wife, or, you know, your uncle, or your mom, or whatever, that's perfect. But if you want to play It Takes Two with a small child, you can't do that. It's absolutely not possible. So I'm going to say Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury because you can be a little toad booping and bopping all around and Daddy can just run to the end and then you won. We did it. Let's move on to the next one. Pops. There you go. That gets my vote. I like you. It takes two is tempting, but I don't think that's it. It was. A, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. But like you said, it's not as much fun if you got to try to like figure everything out and carry it all or whatever. I think Mario Party Superstars is for sure going to wrap this up. It's not even going to be a competition. Those games are fantastic, are a ton of fun, always have been. They've been upgraded to the 10th degree for the new duration over on the Switch. And I personally can't wait to play it and have a lot of fun. It's going to be great. And I think it's going to take it. It is in the bag. I'll get this point. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Next up, we got one that we are both experts on we're the experts of this category oh yes best fighting game i know which game will not get it because i remember when guilty gear strive came out and everyone was pooing all over that game and saying this is the worst thing i've ever seen and i watched some gameplay of it and i went that looks fine what's the problem and then i saw people just not that long ago going man nickelodeon all-star brawl it's like smash brothers with nickelodeon i love nickelodeon look at spongebob look it's spongebob and patrick so i guess that'll win i don't know they probably don't have any of my nickelodeon characters from back in the day but sure that's gonna get my vote i guess this is a toughie i don't really see any of them that are like you know stand out like oh my god for sure is gonna win so i just gotta go with what i like which of course is demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the hinokami chronicles bam boom i love the anime I told you, from what I hear, it does recreate season one pretty well. Uh, a lot of cutscenes, but the awesome, cool side boss battles, all that good stuff. And, of course, going up against your fellow players with all the cool moves from the anime. What's not to like? I think Demon Souls will probably take it. That's not even the name of the game, Eric. That's how much you love it oh and care about it. Oh, my God. No. You don't even you know. This it happened again. on the I release, too. You called it something it completely again. different. Terrible, Eric. I did it again. Terrible. There's too many. Let's, let me say. All right. Demon Souls is a plague to my heart, man. It's a plague to my heart. It's been in my soul ever since that handicapped person at Best Buy forced me to buy it. And I can't get over it. So anytime I see anything with demon in it... It bugs me, and it drives me crazy, <laughs> and it hurts my soul. <laughs> the Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, is going to take it for sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to get those points, and I'm going to feel great about it. Now, next up, it's it's one that's so easy that it's it's a guaranteed pick, because most anticipated game. What's everybody who watches the Game Awards going to pick, Eric? What are they going to pick? You know what the answer is. <laughs> I know what you want to pick, but you know what the answer is. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, you ever heard about that Elden Ring game, Matt? Oh, oh yeah. I heard it's uh, the best yeah. game that's ever been made. Or it's the best game yeah, ever. Oh, oh. Yeah, best game ever, huh? This is, you say it's easy, but there's two, Matt. There's two that I don't know. No. 
Okay, Elden Ring, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Elden Ring's kind of a side, so I'm going to put it down. Then I go God of War. Everyone loves God of War. It's just the way it has been. It's game of the year for everybody, like, period. But it comes down to it. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the sequel, I think's got to take it. That's all anybody talks about. That's all I ever hear about. I don't even like that game that much. So I don't get everybody's love for it, but I feel like that one's going to have to take it. I don't care about any of these games at all. Just like every single year, most anticipated game, I have no interest in any of them. I guess my personal vote would maybe be Starfield because it's a new IP from Bethesda, but it's just going to be a big, weird open world thing, and it's not going to be as good as the one Obsidian can make because that's what Bethesda always does. But the winner is going to be Elden Ring because it's it's his Jeff Keighley award show. It's it's going to be Elden Ring. Come on. It's going to be Elden Ring. Man, you, it's going to be real tight. You know, it's, I think this is a dang 50-50 for us, Matt. This is going to be one I, I really I am really looking forward to see which one of us gets this one. And, I mean, it's fair because I never think about Breath of the Wild because I don't play 3D Zelda games. I just don't like uh-huh. them. So, You've never been in a Zelda universe, really, yeah. I mean, that game's been announced for like three years. So also, I j- uh-huh. just really don't think about it at this point. So I think that's I think that's the problem there. Well, one you should be thinking about though is best role playing game. But that's right, you're not a big role player. I am. <laughs> I'm the big role player here. You know, you don't know these games. You haven't played most of these. You know, I'm just man. You know, just had to had to get that out there and mess with Matt a little bit. Matt's looking at me. He's mad. He's mad. He wants to choke me to death. He wants to. He wants to get me. But I'm just joshing you. I'm just having fun. Um, obviously I have a personal pick in this, but that's for another show, another time. I'm trying to dictate what the people are going to say, and I will say that Monster Hunter Rise is going to take it. I think Monster Hunter Rise still has the juice. People love the Monster Hunter series. I don't think it's an actual role playing game. I don't agree. We'll talk about that at a different day, but we're just predicting what's going to win. And therefore, I'm going to tell you Monster Hunter Rise is going to be my pick. You also have to give your personal pick, too, though. Gosh dang it, man. <sighs> Tales of Rise. It was a great RPG. I had a crap ton of fun. Uh, I would love to say that Shin Megami Tensei V is up there, but I haven't played it yet. And I put myself into a spot where I can't play it until maybe Christmas, so I got to wait. Scarlet Nexus was awesome. Was a great time, but I feel it has moments where I just get annoyed. Like the side questing in it, it's kind of trash all around. The main quest is a lot of fun. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I love that one too. But, but it, it's weird because part of what I loved about that game, Matt, was that I said I you broke. have to give your pick, not comment on every single one, dude. But it's so hard. That's why I didn't want to give my pick because <laughs> then you got me really thinking and trying because I've played all these games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, this is a tough choice. But all right, Tales of Rise. There you go. That's my own pick. So for my own pick, you want to talk about a role playing game? I played the role of V. Don't Call Me Valerie, the Queen of Night City, who started off as a corpo scumbag doofus, got kicked down to the bottom, scratched and clawed her way all the way back to the top, started off with shotguns and submachine guns and doing stuff dirty and loud and crashing her car everywhere and having no idea where to go. 
And then she grew and she evolved and she put more chips in her head. And now she's killing people that they, that can't even see her. Don't even know she's there. She's, oh, I just da- disabled you. Now I'm sneaking in. I don't have to fire a shot. Sneak, sneak, steal, steal, doing all the stuff. Oh, now I have my legendary rifle that I upgrade every single time I have materials. I disassemble every single other gun that I pick up because I pick up everything. I non-lethally kill everybody. I'm like Batman in Night City. I'm disarming. I knock everybody out. I take all their guns. I rip all their guns apart, and I just upgrade my non-lethal gun even further. I have a girlfriend named Judy. We drove off into the desert to live together forever. I play a role in that game. Cyberpunk 2077 is my pick, but it's not going to win. I'm going to say Tales of Arise will win because everybody hates Cyberpunk because it was released in a bad state, and I'm not discounting anybody's complaints with that. But that's, I played a role in that game. I played my V. You played your V. Anyone else played their V. That's, that's mine. She's, that's, that's my life in that game. I'll never play another V because that's, that's what V is. That's, that's her. I agree wholeheartedly. That, that game is phenomenal. Whole world of my own too, but I <sighs> just got to go Tails. I got to go Tails. And of course, going with something you know is right, best action adventure game I got to tell you, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, it's taking it. I think it's taking it professionally. I think it's going to take it for me. You want to talk about just a fun game, just going in there, all sorts of guns, all sorts of action, all sorts of craziness. That game's got it all. I can't speak to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, but I feel it came out too late to really get enough push anyway. So for sure, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart for me, man. Now this one, I've only played one of these games and it's not going to get my vote because I don't think it's going to win. I'm going to give kind of a spite vote here because I don't think it's going to win anywhere else. I'm not even sure if it's nominated anywhere else. Metroid Dread, obviously I haven't played it. I've heard it's fantastic. I know all Metroid games are good and it's pretty damn popular. I think it's a toss up between that and Ratchet for the actual pick. But I'm going to go with Metroid as my pick. And we got to start burning through them a little bit. because This is the way it always goes. So we'll start killing them. We'll start going. Best action game, Matt. Whoo, let me tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. I've only played two of these and the demo of a third. I want to vote Deathloop, but Deathloop's not an action game to me. That's an adventure game. Because you're jumping around. You're finding stuff. Every single place you go into, you find stuff. You pick up stuff. Returnal is you run and you shoot. You do find a couple things in some rooms, but you run and you dodge and you shoot. That's the best action game for me. I'm just going to say that's going to take it, too, because everyone's hot about Returnal not being in Game of the Year, too. That's my pick. That's my choice. Go for it. What you got? I'm in the same boat. I think Returnal, this is where it takes it. It's got all the action you could ever possibly need just coming at you over and over again as you go through those loops over and over again. Easy pick. Easy win. I think it slaughters it. And speaking of slaughtering it, content creator of the year, it's me. I'm better than any of these people. Have you seen the streams that I've done? Oh my God, they're so fun and so great. I don't even care about these people. This guy, Dream, he doesn't even show his face. I, well, I don't show my face either, but you can see it on the old live streams. So I'm the best. I win. He's I'm my pick, and I'm the one that I think is going to win. And of course, you said Dream. I'm going with Dream because everybody wants to dream. Everybody wants to go higher, get better. Matt wants to dream like he's the best. So why not? Dream seems like a really cool word. Dream, you're taking it. Get me some points. Make me a winner. 
I trust you. And Eric wants to live in some kind of alternate reality where I'm not the best, some kind of virtual reality where he's better than me. So we're going best AR VR game. And I'm go- I got only got one pick here. I have no clue. You're the VR guy, but I'm going to pick Resident Evil 4 VR just to spite you because you hate it so much, but then you play Resident Evil Village, which is just the same thing except so even much. more. No, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, it was the same right, thing. Right. It wasn't We're not zombies. About, There's no, no zombies Resident there. Evil it's 4. ghosts and vampires and it werewolves is. and boohoo. But at the time it was played, it went, I'm not going to be Resident Evil anymore. I'm changing what I am, and I didn't appreciate it. Fifteen years later, I'm fine with it now. I'm okay. We can move forward. That's the difference. That's all the difference. I, I, I understand your point. So you should get this. You should get this and play it. And play it in VR? Yeah. I think Resident Evil 4 is going to take it too. It's just such a known title. Everybody loves Resident Evil. It's hot all over the place. And VR is a surprisingly small niche still at this point. So, yeah, I just think that's an easy pick. Next up, best debut indie game. It's an easy pick for me because I've only even looked at one of these. The Artful Escape, which was a fantastical musical visual journey. I have it downloaded on my Xbox. I just have to start playing it. That gets my vote. Easy vote. I personally want our full escape to take it too. It was really cool. Download it, check it out for a few minutes. Want to go back to it and play it and finish it. Just got to get through some other stuff first. But I do think Kenna Bridge of Spirits is going to take it. Uh, the hubla and the talk around it's been just higher, I think, than that of the Artful Escape. So for my official points, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, best debut in the game, taking it. Next up, best community support. Every time this game is on here, I have to vote for it because it's still alive and still improving itself. My vote is for No Man's Sky. What do I think will win it? I have no idea, except because of all the backlash against Respawn for Titanfall 2 being left just to the hackers to go all hullabaloo for while they focus on Apex Legends. I have a feeling Apex Legends is going to get it so that Twitter will go into a firestorm. They'll just go absolutely nuts. I, of course, am going to go with what you already know. We're going for sure with Destiny 2. They just keep on supporting that game, keep on having new stuff. There's a brand new big DLC right on the horizon everybody's going nuts for. I just think Destiny 2 is always there, always improving, always changing, always adapting. Sometimes for the worse, sometimes for better. Doesn't matter. Destiny 2 is my pick. Next up is Eric's favorite, favorite category. Best mobile game. What could it be, Eric? Oh, yeah. My heart says League of Legends oh. Wild Rift, even though I haven't played it, but it's got to be Genshin Impact. You. What what else could it be? It, you had it right. Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact's going to win. It's not even a competition. Genshin Impact has this for sure. It's all I see people, the nerds at work playing. That's all they're all on. The, the, the all one nerd that we see at work? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all he's playing, period. And his little quartet. They got to be doing the same thing because they all sit together. So it must be Genshin Impact. I got my I got my eyes on the prize, taking it to the winds. Woo! And of course, best independent game, Matt. Man, what do you think? Now I've sprouted like three other heads because I know. there are so many awesome games on here: Death Store, Inscription, Loop Hero, and Twelve Minutes. Mm-hmm. How can they all be in the same category? <sighs> I was going to say I'm going to vote for Inscription here because I didn't in the last one, but none of these other games are in any other categories either. I'm just going to go 12 minutes because I love a time loop, and it went weird and wacky. You could do a lot of crazy stuff in there, and you know me. I love pulling strings and finding out the weird stuff you can do. 
I guess I'm going to go 12 minutes, but any of those, and I've heard Kenneth Bridges Spirits is great too. I'm just happy that they're all here, and I hope they all have a good time. And that's the crazy part. All these games deserve to be here. This is a category where everything here, I go, yes, it belongs. It's hard to decide, but I'm going to say, based off what I've heard and based off what I know, Death's Door is probably going to nick this one. So I'm going to go with Death's Door because the hype around it, the talk around it was pretty big, and the, like, the lasting effect kind of was there. So Death's Door for me, for my best independent game. And it is a more like everybody can play Death's Door yeah. to get it. Yeah, exactly. Next up, another favorite category of ours because we don't have any idea what it means. Games for Impact, Eric. What could it be? I would say Life is Strange True Colors because that's the biggest one and that's the one everybody knows about. But it's always something different and weird. I know there was some kind of controversy about Boyfriend Dungeon, so I'm going to say it's not that one. I don't know any of these other games. I'm going to say No Longer Home because, you know, in about 12 hours, I'll be No Longer Home. I'll be at work. That's very true. And that impacts me a lot when it happens. <laughs> and I, I could be completely off base about this, but I think like somebody that was annoying and, and everybody hated about Boyfriend Dungeon was Eric. I think there's a guy named Eric in there that everybody hated. So <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It all adds up. Good. But I'm going to go with Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Life is Strange seems like the obvious answer, but I've heard a lot of murmuring about Chicory this whole freaking year. So I'm going to go with Chicory, A Colorful Tale. It's going to take the games for impact. Title, as you said, I don't have a clue, though. I don't play these types of games. It's not my, my shtick. So I'm just guessing. Just having a good old time. And, of course, innovation for accessibility. Me and you, we got both our arms, our legs, all of our hands, all of our fingers, all of our eyes, all the things. So it's kind of hard for me and you to do this. I think we just skip this category because there's no way for us to even know I, yeah. what accessibility I, options I, I they even have. Because I don't even pay honestly, and I, you know, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I don't pay attention to it. I just don't. I just play games. So unfortunately, yeah, let's skip it. Good luck to the winners. Hey, I, I'm glad you guys are getting there, making games accessible to everybody. Because someday down the road, me and Matt will need features such as this. And I hope every game's got that stuff by then, so that way I mean you can keep playing video games. And speaking of stuff we hope games have got is some really good audio design. Who do you got on this one, Eric? That's a toughie. I haven't played all these games. I really don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm just going to take a wild guess and go uh, Resident Evil Village, you know, because I did play that one, and I did love all the audio in it. It did put me into the mansion, into that old factory and all the different places. And, of course, whenever uh, everybody was yapping at me and doing the little whispers, it felt good. It felt right. I had a good time with it. So I can't really tell you for sure. I'm just going to have to just go both with my personal pick. Resident Evil Village. I don't really ever know how to judge this one either. I mean, games just sound good. There's not like, mm -hmm. oh man, that's the best sounding game I've ever heard. I've heard Returnal does the 3D audio, but we talked about how I can't parse that out. I don't know what it is. I guess I'll say Deathloop because the weird guns that you use, they sound really weird. Like when you load up the nail gun, it sounds like you're just rattling in some nails into your little weird nail gun. All the strange things you can hit people with, they sound like you're hitting somebody with a strange thing. So Deathloop gets it, I guess. There you go. And of course, best score in music. This one's another big one. This one's for real. These, and no I got contest. One answer. One no answer. contest. Yeah. It, I agree. I agree it's a no contest personally, period. Yeah. And even probably professionally and wanting to get that point. And that's near replicant version yeah. 1.22474487139. Yeah. God, I can hear it right now, Matt. Mm -hmm. I can hear it right now. 
I can hear it and I can see it. Mm -hmm. Like I can see what I'm doing when the music is going that I'm thinking about. Well, we'll say the only one that could possibly edge it would be Artful Escape because that's all about music. Mm -hmm. But personally, professionally, it should be near. It's got to be near. Take it to the bank, folks. We're going Mm -hmm. there. And of course, while we're there, best art direction. What have you got, Matt? What looks pretty? All these things look pretty. I... You know, I'm going to say The Artful Escape again, because every time I watch footage of it, I go, yeah, I just, I have, like, my eyes are just drawn in. Everything else looks great. Everything else looks beautiful. But that just, it it just says, Matt, you need to see me. You need to put your phone, like, right up here and just, just look at it. So that gets my vote, I guess. I'm going with Deathloop on this one because Arcane always brings its own special, unique touch to everything. True. The way it looks, the vibe, the jazz, the feeling... You can tell it's arcane. You can feel it's arcane in your bones. They always do a great job. And Deathloop doesn't miss a beat. It takes all the cool things. It does all the cool things that arcane can do. I feel like that one's got a great shot at winning. And I guess if the weird presentation thing that I guess isn't a spoiler now, but like the text and stuff, if that mm-hmm. falls under art direction and in like presentation thing, then that it's worthy of a vote. So if it gets it, I won't be bad at it. That's what I'll say. And then next up, just as I keep on going with my stammering and my stuttering, best ongoing game, I don't play any of these games either. I guess Fortnite, because it's still alive. People still love it. They just put some person in it. Some kind of, there was a big event. They did it. I don't know. They did it. They got somebody in there. I I did know earlier today, but as we're here talking about it, now I don't know. (laughs) So I'm lost in the sauce. But I don't think they're taking it. I think Final Fantasy XIV is going to take it. So much hoobla lately about it. I don't think as many categories it's going to be placed in or win something in. I think this is where they give FF14 the props because everyone's flocked to it. It's an MMO that everyone's in love with right now. It's got a the Endwalker, whatever the, uh, the the big DLC coming up, right? It's been delayed, but everyone's still stoked. So Final Fantasy fourteen, I think, is going to get this one. So it gets its, you know, accolades, whatever you want to call them. That's a good point. People have been going gangbusters on that one. And speaking of going gangbusters, best multiplayer. There's only one choice for this one. I don't even care what anybody else has to say because there's only one true multiplayer game on here where you can only play it with another person. And I'm wait, that's probably also true of another game, but there's one game that's designed around two people working together. It takes two is the best multiplayer experience I've ever had just because you do your thing and I do my thing. And we both go, Holy crap. That's so cool that this happened or that your power worked with mine. And we did this awesome thing. You're right. It takes two period. That's an awesome multiplayer game. It's a game like you just don't see anymore, which, like you said, a true multiplayer game where you have to cooperate with your friend, pal, whatever it is, and get the things done. It's great. I hope we see more of it in the future. I hope it wins here so that people get the idea that it is amazing and deserves to be amazing. So, yes, it takes two. You get it. Good job on you. And, of course, the best performance, Matt. Whoo! I'll tell you. I'll just start off. Got no options for me, but Resident Evil Village's Maggie Robertson because Lady Dimitriscu, oh my goodness, Woo. so awesome, so wonderful. <laughs> but do you like her because of her voice or because she's a giant woman, Eric? Is, no, I, mean, I like come her on. because of all the things. It's all of it combined. I don't care. Doesn't matter. All of it combined <laughs> makes that character memorable, lovable, just fantastic in all the ways. 
I'll never forget that game because of that. True. So easy, easy vote. Now you do make a valid point because I mean she is fully motion capped and performance capped and everything else too. But I feel like my vote has to go to one of the Deathloop people, and I guess I'm going to go with the one who played Juliana Blake. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her name. I'm very sorry. I don't want to screw it up. But I liked I liked Colt's voice actor, but sometimes he seemed a little too over the top. And during the part of the game that I've played so far, Juliana is so good at just needling you and poking at you. And whatever he says, she's so good at like digging in a response. It's so good and it makes you want to see her to shoot her every every single time. It's great. I loved it. And while you're loving that, the best narrative, this is the toughie. I don't really have a lot of opinions here, but I'm thinking from what I heard, and I can't go by off personal experience, really. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is going to take this one. I, I, I've been told that the story is wonderful. You start to really love the characters. This, and you, this becomes actually better than the movies, from what a lot of people say, that this is the Guardians of the Galaxy, not the Marvel movies. And that's something. It's hard to take an established thing and then overthrow it with your new thing and make that the better thing. So to do that, the narrative had to been pretty darn good. Now this It's a tough one for me. I've only played two of the games here. Deathloop's narrative so far is cool because it works in the time loop stuff. It takes two. The story's not why you're playing that. But I feel like maybe this is where Psychonauts 2 gets some shine. Uh-huh. I haven't played it myself, but I know people like the diving in the heads and doing the things. Or Life is Strange True Colors, that's all about narrative, you know, diving into emotions and figuring out the things. I'm just going to split my vote and say one of them gets it. I don't think Deathloop or It Takes Two, from what I've seen of both, are quite good enough to take an official vote in this category. But next up, it's another category I'm never sure what to think about it. Best Game Direction, Eric. What does that mean to you? Game Direction to me just means they did something cool. (laughs) <laughs> they went out of the way and did something really neat, really cool, something that is beyond just what it is and makes it memorable for what it did. Like, you know, you might not remember the characters, you might not remember the gameplay, but you'll be like, I'm appreciative that this game took a step out of bounds and went, like, unique. And for me, that just means Returnal. Deathloop was my side vote on that one. I was torn between these two. But I think overall Returnal's going to take it because... It's such a cool, unique spin on the whole uh, death every round, uh, you know, type thing going on. It's got the guns, the crazy aliens, the weird psychological stuff going on with your main character. It was just, it was pretty neat, it was, and it was just unique in in and of itself. And I think a lot of games are gonna sort of copy this in some way or fashion in the future. Not that it didn't copy, obviously, from some other stuff, but you know what I mean. Altogether, it felt cool. It felt different, even though I didn't play it. I watched a lot of people play it, including you. And it felt really, really cool. Now, I thought I had the good solution to this because I thought, you know, there's there's movie directors. And when I see their movie, I go, that's something that only that person can make. And I went, I'm going to apply this to all these games. And I went, yep, that's the only kind of game Arcane can make. That's a game that Joseph Ferris can only make. That's the game that Housemark Studios can only make. That's the game that Tim Schafer can only make. That's the kind of game that only Insomniac can make. And I ruined it for myself. That What's the best out of those things? I have no idea because they're all fantastic games. I've only played three of them. I guess I'm going to vote for It Takes Two again just because nobody else makes that kind of game. 
This is a Joseph Ferris thing. He makes co-op experiences that you can't do any other kind of way. I guess that takes it, and that takes us to the game of the year in the game awards. Not uh, yeah, not, not, personal, not for me and Matt because this yeah. ain't even nowhere near where it needs to be. For no, me <laughs> but not even close. But out of these selections, Eric, what is your game of the year out of out of what's listed here? It's tough. I'm going to say Resident Evil Village, but I feel like to get the point, I'd have to go with Ratchet and Clank or Deathloop. But I'm just going to stick to my guns and go Resident Evil Village. Uh, I played that game. It was a great game. I also played and beat Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, For if anybody doesn't know. Uh, I've dabbled in Metroid Dread. You know, I've got a good way through it takes two. So you know, I've played some of these games, and I've watched a lot of Deathloop. But Resident Evil Village was just... Really fun, really good, solid all the way around. Yeah, I think it's going to take it. I, I got I got some confidence here. I'm going to stick with it. Resident Evil Village is going to take Game of the Year and going to get me all them big dog points and renown across the world. This is a weird one for me because none of these are even close to what my Game of the Year, like in my heart, is out of the games that I've played this year. And I want to say It Takes Two again just because it's such a unique experience, but I've said that for like the last three or four picks. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that would be my choice out of these so far because I haven't beaten Deathloop. I haven't beaten Resident Evil Village. You know, I'm not even close to halfway through either of those. But for my professional pick, what I think will win something with the biggest reach is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart because anybody can play that and anybody can enjoy it. Not everybody's going to enjoy Deathloop. Not everybody has a buddy for It Takes Two. So I guess, personally, It Takes Two. Professionally, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Now, I agree. It Takes Two is awesome, Matt. But uh, that story, I just uh, kind of threw in a wrench for everybody. Like me and you talk about, just the couple who are just so just at at odds. It was the same argument a lot of other people had. And I think everyone loved that, that gameplay. It was fantastic. But it's just that story. Like... It just—it was so weird because it's like you guys just don't belong together. It's just you hate each other. Why? What? How many games have you played with bad stories, Eric? That are a amazing. A trillion. Yes, yeah. I know. So I understand. It's, it's one of those things I can just turn my brain off and we drink a beer and we laugh and we just go he 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 all the way to the fun bank. Mm-hmm. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? What's taking you all the way to the fun bank in these nominations? Did we make ridiculous picks? Do Are we so uneducated on sports and racing games that we shouldn't have even said anything? Yes, the answer is yes. Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, out of the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And while you're looking all over those places, you can also find us over on our old Patreon. Yes, indeed, we do have one set up. We treat it like just a tip jar. If you want to give us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, thousand bucks, any kind of bucks, it's greatly appreciated. It helps us keep the lights on, getting us on the pod beans, doing all the stuff. You all know how this works. I'm sure you do. If you can't give us some cash... That's perfectly fine, too. You can support us by answering those mailbag questions, by going over there, giving us the five-star ratings, by liking, following, doing all the stuff you do online. Any of those things helps us out, keeps us rocking and rolling, and we thank you very much for doing so. And we thank you very much for listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 25th of November. 
Wait, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll be dropping sometime around there. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll drop a little. We'll drop a little special thing for you. Like gobble, we gobble, do. gobble, little, gobble, gobble, gobble. Little little gobble, gobble. <laughs> Just idiots, and I'll put turkeys in the background. It'll be great. We'll we'll drop you some holiday wishes on that date. So look out for that. You can find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services because it does help us out. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Indeed we do. And with that, Bat, I'll just say we do appreciate those five-star reviews. Get them out to us. It is the time. It's the giving time. Thanksgiving, you know, it's in the name, folks. Christmas is right around the corner. Gifts, hey, you can gift us with a five-star rating. It'd be super, super helpful. And, of course, hey, you know, with that, we're going to head out of here. Because there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.